Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode number three of the Road to Divi 1, Road to Gold Coast Marathon podcast series. Thanks for joining us for another week. It's been a big week of training for Andy Buchanan, which we're about to hear all about, and a uh, big week for the Bendigo Bats. We're fresh off round two on the Athletics Victoria season down at Lardner Park yesterday, recording this on a Sunday. Just about to crack a beer on a Sunday afternoon, and um, yeah, looking forward to talking running with Andy for the next Oh, maybe half an hour. We'll see how we go tonight. Thanks, people, for tuning in. And uh, Andy, a big welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, thanks, Brady. I'm actually uh, just about to drink a tea, so there's a bit of difference between you and I. So you're uh, training for a marathon. That's that's the difference it's, here. <laughs> it's going to be good. We've um, I don't know. We've been talking a bit of shit on this podcast without too many results. Where we've got some good results to chat about. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, yeah, good fun. It was a bit weird the preview episode, wasn't it? Like when we did that last one, it was like, oh, we don't have like an AV race to talk about here. Whereas I, th- I think I like the the chats after races better than the chats before races. I think that's yeah. the vibe I'm going for. Yeah, definitely, especially after an individual race. Um, like just super good to. Uh, it's been a while since we've had an individual race, but it's just quite different to realize. So it's. Yeah, it's going to be good fun. Yeah, we'll get into that. And um, a bit more success from the podcast front. We went number one on the Australian running charts during the week. Topped uh, old Inside Running podcast for about 24 hours there until they released their show on a Wednesday. We, we kind of had them on the ropes a bit, which was good fun, Andy. Yeah, we'll claim that win. We'll claim, we'll claim it. We won't worry about when Inside Running comes out the, and the dates around that, but we'll claim that day. Got to, uh, got to be strategic the day you upload. Got to be strategic. Exactly. But thank you to exactly. all the listeners who are uh, on this journey with us. We, uh, it's quite funny and we really appreciate you giving us some of your attention. Uh, big news before we start, Andy, we've got a sponsor for the Bendigo Bats. Yeah, we do. We've got our first corporate partner, which is pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, we've got Features. Um, so Features Australia, the Sox, they've, they've come on board. So um, it was a pretty pretty easy uh, negotiations there we didn't really have to bring in the uh, the big lawyers or anything so yeah chris adams um i know him quite well and he 
he's all about supporting kind of grassroots running and um, he, he jumped at the idea because he wants to he wants to be involved and I suppose the good thing about the Benio bats at the moment is we have kids we have guys girls everyone um, and the people that run 190k a week to people that kind of run two or three times a week so um, they've jumped on board and we've uh, managed to deck out a lot of the bats in um, in some new socks so you you wore the socks on on Saturday. Uh, how'd you find them, Brady? Yeah, it was cool. Everyone got given a well, everyone in the kind of uh, the top six, I know at least, and then a few other guys as well got given a pair. They're all the same color. I like us kind of having the same similar uniform, which is good, and I enjoyed it. My am actually, um, I've got a bit of a smaller foot, Andy. I think you probably know that. I'm a US eight, so when you chucked me a pair of socks that said large us nine and a half to 12 or something like that i thought i could be in a bit of trouble but then i kind of like the swag of having the socks you know fair way up the the shin so um i put it on i did have some footwear issues well not issues just some um under undecided kind of decision making before the race if i was going to wear spikes or flats but um i put the spikes on and put the new socks on and it, it kind of worked i liked it they're a bit thicker yeah. than some of the socks i've raced in in the past but um yeah, I had a good result, so I'm definitely not blaming blaming the socks at all. Yeah, must yeah. be must be the socks. So we've got the uh, we got the mini crew. So that's what they're called. Um, okay. And I used to be the same as you. I used to be just anklets. That was like my go to. And then um, yeah, when I when features kind of first started sending me socks, I was a bit like, whoa, yeah, like I'm I'm not too sure about the mini crew, but I I don't know. That's my normal running sock now, and I love it. I love a bit of extra color, and we've got these. Uh, it's a wave. I think that's the actual sock name, and it's um a nice blue that goes well with the with the singlet. So it's um it's pretty cool actually. And they're I don't know. I love them. They're such a they're such a nice sock. They're um thin but not too thin. Um and yeah, I like the extra swag that you have while wearing them. So um. Yeah, it's great that Features have come on board and are supporting the bats. Big thanks to Chris as well, who's also um, the distributor for Coros Australia as well. So um, obviously an inside run, and we've talked about Coros before, and yeah, you can kind of see with all the people repping some of the brands he represents that he really wants to support people at all different levels. So um, we appreciate that support of the Benigo Bats. Hopefully we have a successful season in Division 2. And um, yeah, if you want to see a bit of footage of those socks, check out the Bendigo Bats Instagram page. I did see a little video going up there this afternoon. Um, let's talk about the race, Andy. You got the win again. It was 8K cross country. Got to be close to the hardest cross country course um, that happens on the Tenet Race Series. This was round two. The first round was the Relays probably three weeks ago. So uh, for the individual races... Everyone goes off the gun where you finish in the race. That's how many points you get for the team. The team with the lowest score for their first six runners wins the round. Have I missed anything there? No, that's. Uh, but I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to call it the hardest cross country course in Australia. I reckon it's um, from everything I've done. It's definitely the you, hardest. You've ran some hard ones too. Wasn't that Mulaney one for National Cross? Didn't they think that was pretty hard? Yeah, that was pretty hard, but there was no fences, no ditches, no like crazy, crazy long grass because they had mowed that for us. So um, people people that ran it, uh, Lardner Park, will know exactly what we're talking about. People that might have just seen a few videos, it's three times as bad as what you think it is. Um, it's, it's pretty brutal, um, and it would have been, I don't know, pretty challenging. I know um, you guys were driving down in the car and asked how the course was, and I said, just imagine the exact opposite of a chuka because it was um, hilly and and quite wet and a lot of grass. So it was um, 
Yeah, it was, it was a great day though. How'd um, how you find the race, Brady? Well, two laps of 4K to start off with. Um, so, And it was the same course that we spoke about last episode from 2009 and 2010. This race hasn't been on the schedule, the 10 race schedule for the last uh, 10, 11 years. So it was, um, yeah, I was I was afraid driving down. It's a long drive for us. It was about four hours and 10 minutes. I had bad memories. I'd never run there well there in the past. And it starts on at the bottom of a hill, like the first 200, 250 meters, you go straight up the hill. Um, you get some good downhill after that, but it's not like road downhill where you can kind of relax. Like this is almost steep downhill. You can't see where your feet lands every time. We're talking about running through the middle of paddocks here. Like this isn't a nice mode kind of golf course. And then um, you do get a bit of respite for probably this, oh, maybe like from 500, 600 in through to like 1K in where it kind of flattens out and you can kind of see your feet again. And then it just gets terrible throughout kind of 2K. You jump a fence, then you drop down, jump three ditches, and then you come up a pretty big hill. And then um, you drop down again, kind of the 3.5K mark to get some nice downhill before you go through and do it all again. Um, personally, I was kind of, I, I had a shocking night's sleep the night before. Um, there's something happened in Moama. We haven't got to the bottom of it yet, but about 1.30 a.m., this noise, this will sound really weird, this noise just like ripped through the town. Um, so wow. we, Carly and I both woke up just thinking like, what was that? Initially, we thought it was like the heater, like we've got an apartment kind of at the back of our property and we had like Airbnb guests staying in it. And like initially I thought, oh no, something's just happened to the heater in our apartment. This isn't going to be good. Um, they're going to be complaining that they've got no heat and stuff like that and give us a bad review on Airbnb. And then kind of, um, it just went for like eight seconds, the first up thing. Like this, yeah, such a strange noise. And then um, kind of didn't think much of it after that, kind of didn't see any lights down on there down in the unit or anything like that and then probably a minute later this noise like screeching noise which was obviously not the heater in our airbnb just went for about two minutes and it felt like it was kind of next door i went out to the road on my in my jocks and uh and a t-shirt and long socks pulled up and um absolutely freezing at that hour and it was, it was like it was coming from maybe a k two k's away as I was out standing near the roundabout trying to see what was going on, um, a police car drove past and yeah, it was one of those things. And then I struggled to get back to sleep. Like I was just kind of like up, cold, wide awake, didn't know what was happening, wasn't sure where the police car was going. And then when and, uh, when Archie came around the next morning to leave at 8am, he kind of brought up asking if I heard this sound as well and he'd heard it. And when I woke up uh, Saturday morning, off not a lot of sleep, knowing I had four hours to drive for an 8K terrible race in a cross-country course, my mind was almost going to like, I am just going to threshold this. I'm going to come 25th position. I'm doing this for points. I really cannot be bothered uh, putting in the effort and running super hard. Let's just, I've got a couple of road races coming up as well. So I like didn't want to almost like risk an injury or anything like that. But um, the gun went, I kind of slipped into probably... 20th position 15th position kind of thing and knowing that at Jells Park I think I was about 25th like fastest time for the day but I really don't rate that because it's a relay and unless you're on that first leg you don't really get a um a kind of like good indication of where you're at so I wanted to slot in with a lot of the guys that kind of ran 1830 did that um it was interesting watching you you kind of dropped a bomb like 600 meters in and you were kind of it was like the race was over um, and then there was two or three 
I think there were three guys in the chase pack, maybe four guys. And then I was in this next pack, which was kind of whoever was going to win that pack was going to come fifth. And whoever was going to lose that pack was going to come 10th. And I was kind of like just slot in there. Um, Sam Toll did a lot of the work. My my jumping of the fence was really terrible. And the ditches, like I was losing time there. But pretty much I just um, I just stuck with that pack for as long as I could. Got dropped about a K to go. Um, and then got passed with about 200 metres to go, which I never like happening. But um, Michael Kernahan kind of went past me and put in a huge sprint finish. And yeah, I finished ninth, which which is big for me in cross country. Like I'm not great at cross country. I never really get to run hills and that kind of like no rhythm running. So um, to come ninth, I was pretty happy with. Think maybe the second time I've been top ten in cross country before. So a good result. I was stoked. Made the drive yeah. home for four hours a, a lot better than what I was thinking when I woke up that morning. Yeah, I was um I was actually a little bit I was pleasantly surprised when I kind of finished and turned around and saw you come across the line. Uh, not too far behind, so it's. I know. I think a top ten in an XCR race is a is a massive effort. But um, I think it's just a bit of old man strength, though. I reckon it just like yeah. actually like although it was a prick of a course, it really didn't feel super hard. Like I felt pretty comfortable in that pack until we jumped the fences the second time. So so probably until I got to six k, and then I just lost so much. Like I just can't jump. Like the guys were just mm. yeah. I and the second lap, I was kind of jumping. I couldn't get the whole distance, so I'd kind of jump in and then jump out of the ditch. Like, um, yeah, and I didn't put yeah. – did you put your feet on the fence and then jump off it? Yeah, so I put my heel on the uh, – because I actually bought brand-new spikes for, for this, some 9 mils. So the first time I've worn 9 mils compared to the normal 6 or 7 mils you get in most Nike spikes. Um, so I was kind of landing on my heel and then kind of jumping off the top of the fence, fence if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I was, well, I was I scared completely... to do that. Like, I was scared. Like, so I just cleared it, like, went straight. But then by the time you hit the ground again, it's like your legs yeah. are full of ass, like lactic acid because you've been in the air for so long, which I, I wasn't even the in the air for that long. Yeah. That's the tricky thing about this fence is because it's it's on a downhill, The where you take off is actually a lot higher than where you land. So it actually – you don't realize until you come to it and you're like, oh, shit, this is a bit harder than what it actually um, what it actually looks. So it's – it's tricky. Um, and but when you're in a pack know. as well, it's like you know it's coming and you're like, oh, I don't want to be too close to this guy in front of me. Like I want to get a bit of room to it. But then he kind of – you let him get a bit of mo- movement in front of you to get over it first. But then if you jump at Paul, all of a sudden when you come out of it, you you, you drop kind of thing. But, um, mm. yeah, it was – yeah, I, I hated it but also loved it. Like there's not many races. I was telling the boys about this driving home where – you are so your heart rate's so high at such an early stage of a race. Like if you do like a, a road ten k or a road half marathon, like your heart rate might peak when you're ninety five percent of the way through that race. Whereas mm-hmm. if I had a heart rate monitor on, like I would have been, I reckon my heart rate would have been at one seventy, like three hundred meters into the race. And it's like, how yeah. do you control that? And then, like even looking at our splits, um, this will put into kind of. Uh, perspective a bit for some of the people i'm just opening up my strava now i've got yours open ready to go but um like i think that hard k which was maybe the third and then the seventh k um yeah i think like i was running like 335 so like and that was you know i was pretty happy with that like it was mm. it was really hard to maintain a quick pace i think i actually ran a four minute k up one of the one of yeah the i think that was that there would have been a lot uh, a lot of slow k's in that 
that third, but particularly that seventh, um, yeah, just because so, it's such hard running. So yeah, so I went three oh nine, three thirteen, three thirty two, three oh four down the hill. That's lap one, and then three fourteen, so about five seconds slow in that first k in the second lap. Three thirteen, exactly the same. Three thirty nine, so I kind of lost seven seconds on that hard k, and then yep. yeah, come home in like two fifty six. No, three oh two pace it was in the end. Three oh two. I know. Yeah. Three. Yeah. 256 it says here actually my watch got a bit short but um when you're running cross country i didn't even look at my watch at all um, mm. but yeah i was pretty stoked because i averaged 315 pace which is the same pace i averaged for jails park but yeah two, wow. two k's further and a few of extra hills yeah it's, um that's that's impressive actually like it's because uh, it is a tough course like there's Apart from that section, once you get onto the damn wall um, and then you kind of follow that road around, that's the only part where you can actually get a bit of rhythm. Mm. Um, and the rest of it is just you're, just you're running up a hill, down a hill, on the side of a hill, jumping a fence, jumping ditches. Um, and it's like it is super tricky. Um, and I was actually I was thinking about wearing my heart rate monitor just to see. like, just, Yeah, not looking at it during the race just to be yeah, like, what just did I at, get to? look at the data and just see how high I can get my heart rate. Um, but actually, yeah, I just completely forgot it. But, um, but it's such a weird race. And I, I want to hear your feedback on it because obviously you're in a completely different situation than I was. But it was so – that so much happens. Like you have to concentrate where you, like, where you put your feet. I'd say like for 60 70% of the course, you couldn't see where your foot landed, like the grass was that mm. long. So you've got to think about that. You've got to think about like for me in a pack – you know, don't step on the person in front of you, who's behind you, what's going on, where's the fence, like, get out of trouble. And then you've also got to manage your, like, fatigue levels. Like, is this too fast, too slow? Am I in the right pack? Do I relax a bit here? Like, it feels like a blur when you get to the finish line. You just see people's faces, and everyone's just like, what the F just happened here? Like, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. kind of um, way to race. It's a new level of fatigue, hey, but um, I don't know. I find, like... That course, I think, suits me down to the T. Um, like you've kind of, you've seen some of the uh, the good tracks that I run on, and they're very different to probably some of the tracks you run on. So I'm kind of yeah. used to that. You're not you're not landing in the same stride pattern every single step. Um, like probably there's very little of my runs where it's just you get into that rhythm and routine. So I'm I feel normal just kind of running through those paddocks and I feel good um, and I think I kind of tell myself that everyone else finds it really hard and then that makes me feel um, even better so it's uh, I don't know I think that I kind of knew that leading into the course will lead into the weekend going yeah this is kind of my bread and butter in a way um, but we you surprised yeah. no one went I'll read the results actually so you won the race 8k 23.57 second was Cody Shanahan who's also ran so he ran 13 like 48 pretty close to you over 5k yeah he's ran 51 like, something like about that 13 13 50 something he yeah. ran that at the B race he did at yeah that, um, at that box hill so he was 24 um, so, I, 34 like so nearly 40 seconds behind and then Thomas Thorpe um, 24 49 um, so you've beaten quality guys, but were you surprised that they didn't go with you? Like it was almost oh. like they just thought, oh well, we'll just see who can best of the rest today. Yeah, not really. They're they're pretty young guys, like compared to me. Um, like I reckon Cody's only two years out of juniors. I reckon like he'd be twenty two, twenty three. I'm guessing. Um, and then Thorpey's a little bit older, but still. Um, and I kind of consider like Cody Thorpey and then also Liam Cashin. Like I consider them kind of track runners. 
Um, Thorpey's probably a bit more road, but um, Cody and Liam, like they still do pretty pretty low Ks, and I think they're going to be um, really really good three K five K kind of runners, especially when they um, when they get a little bit older and run a little bit more. Um, so I kind of when I saw that it was only us us four. Um, kind of in that lead bunch I was pretty confident I suppose um, and yeah I just kind of I went to the front just because the the inside line was actually on the left so I kind of went to the front and then my mentality is just I don't know if, if anyone's going to sit on me I kind of want to make them work hard for it um, and I often think who what what do the people the people behind me what do they what would they want me to do and I know with like Cody and Liam I know that they would rather it be a a 6k cross country say rather than an 8k um so that's where i was just like yeah i'm just gonna make it make it hard from the get-go um so that's probably where you saw me um gap those guys pretty early in that i was just like oh um i'm just gonna kind of run pretty hard and see if they follow and if they don't you can kind of um i don't know you just kind of relax out there it's, it's quite nice you just kind of you can you can enjoy it. You're not stressing. You're not worrying when you're jumping fences and all that kind of stuff. And you can really focus on hitting the line you want. Um, and you have time to look and see exactly where you want to run and all that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of like that front running. And I think there's something to be said about um, making making the others run for second place in a way. Like, and just kind of, if you go off at the start, I think they'll often go, oh, yeah, there goes Andy. Yeah, he's pretty good at cross-country. We'll, we'll let him go kind of thing. I'll worry about the battle I've got here with Thorpe or with Cashin or, or whoever it is kind of thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. just kind of playing those And then do you do you ever get scared out there, like thinking, oh, I've gone too early? Like, like do you ever run scared or you just like got this sewn up just to have fun out here? Um, oh, I, I definitely don't. Uh, count the chickens before they hatch because a lot can happen um, and it's there's there's definitely little sections where you might like I know I was feeling I was feeling really good on that first lap and I come around to that hill where we started and ran up that and I was like geez my legs feel like lead and I'm, uh-huh. I know I know in my head I was starting to think like yeah I've like I've already done about 100 I think I've done about 120 130k that week already and I'm kind of starting to think that and all of a sudden you're starting to think all these kind of negative thoughts and it snowballs um but then I kind of got to the top of that hill and was like nah I feel all right this is good and um just had a had a quick look back and they were a fair way behind and then you kind of start thinking positively again but there is there is definitely sections where you run scared but I think that can um as long as you manage that well I think that can work um work really well um, as long as you're not kind of thinking negatively about it. So it's, um, I don't know, it's, there's been a few cross-country races where I've kind of been out in front, so it's definitely a spot where I'm, um, I don't stress out too much kind of thing. And it's, I like it. It's nice. And as I said before, you can you really get a good view of the course. And as I was talking um, to the twins on the way home, like they were kind of talking about how one of them, I think Ned accidentally elbowed a guy next to him as he was jumping one of the little ditches and uh that kind of put him off and then he accidentally bumped him back and they were all they were both apologetic but i was like oh yeah, i didn't get that any of that and mm. i think it, it makes it a little bit easier i think so um yeah it was it was tough though like i was yeah coming up that hill the second time i was like oh geez this is pretty hard and then trying to get over that fence and the ditch the second time round, like it was just like crap this is hard work but 
Yeah, um, I was the same. I'd, I went to the front of our little group, like in through the finish line there. Got a bit of like downhill, yeah. recovered, bit of flat. And I was like, okay, you young fellas. Because I reckon all that group's like at least 10 years old, younger than me. Not, not married, no kids, just, just the easy lifestyle. And I'm like, I'm just going to make my presence felt here that I'm feeling pretty good halfway through. Then I got about a quarter of the way up that hill and I'm like, ah, and I'm gassed. I'm just hanging on now. Boys, I like, think I... Yeah. I spoke to about four or five people that were like, all right, yep, I'm going to try and gain a bit up this hill. And then they all just were like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to try and hold. And everyone was in that same kind of thought process. So. Yeah, Archie said 10 people passed him up that hill. He just goes, people were just flocking past him. And Nathan Pierce was saying the same thing from Western Ace. Just like, yeah, he's like, wow. oh, feeling good, going to catch Brady's pack. Whoever wins that's going to come fifth. And then just like 10 people just went past him up the hill. <laughs> you know, maybe not. So, um, yeah, and then, like, back to you for a second, like, you're five weeks out from a a marathon, like, does Scott say to you, hey, maybe this is a bit risky doing this, like, because it's not, like, people, there's people on the side of the course who had to DNF, like, have obviously rolled ankles or, like, done little injuries during the race, like, and then was there ever a conversation about, like, hey, just run in the pack for 5k and then just, just win, like, was that an option? Yeah, no, nah, um, he, I don't know, last year we we decided to do every single AV race and it was like, all right, let's 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 use them as like really good training and like kind of races. So we kind of, whenever I'm um, whenever I'm doing an a AV race, I'll still train, but I'll move my training from Friday to Thursday um, and we just normally pull back a little bit. So rather than being a, a really hard session, it might just be a, a gentle like this week for example i did some 300s so whereas normally i might do some 400s or something like that so we use it as really good training because i think here in here in bendigo i've been really lucky uh this year having the the twins to train with but other than that I probably this is don't... the buckle twins we're talking about two of the members yeah, of our the... top six matt and ned yeah. which we'll talk about their yeah. performances in a second we will we will so i've been really lucky to have them uh training with me but other than that there's nothing there's no one that really pushes me beyond that kind of comfort zone. Um, so that's why I, I kind of go down to these AV races because you, you get very good bang for your buck. So that's why we do it. Um, and I think Scott kind of realizes that I'm pretty keen to do these and I'm, I kind of love cross country. So I don't think he'll really ever try and say, nah, we're, we're a bit close to a race. Um, and we've never really spoken about um the injury risk i think as as soon as you start talking about that kind of stuff it it kind of crops up and it's it's never happened to me and i actually sent him through some of the photos um from the race of like the jumping over the the um the fence and jumping through those gullies and that and he he replied back going oh geez i wish i had wish we had cross country like that back when i was young i would have loved that kind of thing so i think he loves that true kind of real hard Mm cross-country running as well and he and he sees the benefit in it um because it's just really good really good strength um training so yeah it's i don't know it's it, it'll be interesting actually i'm i'm probably on the fence about um st anne's because that's a week before launceston so um that's something that might be a, a good way of testing the waters and i'll i need to ask scotty what he wants me to do there and if i do do it do i do a shorter leg or do we not do it at all so um yeah, watch this space regarding that, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's the next round. Uh, St. Anne's Winery, it's a relay again. Every leg runs a different distance, though. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can slot her in for maybe one of the shorter distances at least. 
and uh, still get the W there. But let's talk about the team. You were first. I was ninth. Um, Matt Buckle, bit of a blind of a run here. Probably run of the day from the team. 17th overall. Um, Nathan Stoat, 24th. Archie Reed 29th. And then Ned Buckle, 42nd. That adds up to 122. That was good enough to win Division 2 ahead of Mentone in 253. And Glenn Huntley's second team in 481. Also good enough to draw Premier Division. Western Athletics um, also scored 122 there. Glenn Huntley's first team, 159. St. Stephen's, 178. So we didn't quite get the W in uh, Premier Division, but we drew for it, which we're not actually in there. But I wonder what would have happened if two teams drew a count yeah. back or something, what happens, you I'm, reckon? I'm guessing it would come from a count back. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the... Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really don't know. Well, I, they had they position... Had or Two and four. But their last position would have been 45. And then our yeah. last position was 42. So yeah. maybe we would have got the win. Let's just call it. We'll, we'll say we won. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, you know what? <laughs> if you look at the overall, overall ladder as well now, if we were Division 1, we would have scored nine points of being second in the first round. And then, yep. you know, let's say instead of getting 11 for the win, both those teams on draw got 10. Um, so it puts us at 19. St. Stephen's Harriers would have been um, 11 for the win and then eight for third. We would have mm-hmm. been on top of the Premier Division ladder after two rounds, a draw with those fellas. Yeah. Come yeah. on, AV, let the bats fly. Put us up there yeah. early. We're competitive and, enough. And I think the biggest disappointment from uh, from the weekend is there's two teams in Premier Division that couldn't even field six runners. Yeah. Two, um, is that two regional teams as well? Two regional teams. So, so Geelong two and Victorian Ballarat. country teams. Yeah. Geelong had four people. Ballarat had four people. Ballarat yeah. had four people, and their score was still 847. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had six people, and our score was 122. Yeah. What's going on in Ballarat? Lost I don't it. know. I've, I've heard Monas rallying the troops, and they all run a, a lap around the lake tonight because he's not happy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, there was, there's it's, a couple it's, of junior it's... kids that were talking about, can they come to the bats? Like They wanted to call themselves the Ballarat Bats and be like our second team or something, but... Yeah, I, so I, don't I feel sorry for, for the kids over there. Yeah, I don't blame them for jumping ship. Um, but yeah, they. I don't know. We'll, we'll get them in a in a true bath singlet. Um, they probably want to taste a bit of success, so we'll um, we'll take them. Um, I don't blame them for wanting to get them out of the Ballarat singlet because um, that's yeah. To only have four open runners, it's as a whole region as well. Like they've mm. got what four clubs down there, um, and same the history of running in that town, like. Mono must yep. be, he'll be, yeah, surely he'll get them fired up now. They've got to expect big things. Because St. Anne's is almost like, they've got two out of the ten races very close to home. St. Mm. Anne's winery, and then they've got the Ballarat 15K. Zero races in Bendigo, FYI. We should really get a race in Bendigo so we don't have to sit in the car for so long every time. Even a yep. Northern Victorian race be good, wouldn't it? One in Shep or at Shuka? Would be something. Elmore, yeah, yeah. Rochi, something like that. Just give us something. Bit warmer up here as well bit, during the middle of winter compared warm, to Ballarat. Yeah. Nice Saturday afternoon, so that was good to um, be the top regional team by far as well. Who stood out for you in our results? We should actually yeah. quick mention our second team, which is in Division Four, also won four hundred and forty-seven points. And uh, Nigel Preston, 
placed 46th, so right behind uh, Ned Buckle, who was 42nd. So we um, we had a good seventh runner there as well, which is important. Yeah, we're not just a one-trick pony. Um, getting getting the wins all, all across the board. So uh, pleasing to see those that Division Four team like those those guys in that team. They treat that as if they're they're in the Div Two team and they're trying to get into Premier. So mm. it's uh, it's pretty exciting for those guys. And I think with their score, they actually yeah they would have won um, Division Three um, as well. So that's a it's a massive effort. And I, I know we talk about it all the time, but for us to have thirty three runners travel all the way from Bendigo. Uh, I think that just goes to show the the commitment um, from the team. But and we also just checking now we also won Div Seven, so the lid is officially off. Wins across the board there, so that's um it's a big day out for the bats. And what about pleasing. all these muppets that just thought like Jales Park was a fluke? And it's like okay, boys, we'll see. What, we'll talk to you guys after Lyndon Park. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I don't know. We. At the same time, we are only two rounds into a 10-round season. so it's Eight um, to go is better than nine to go. Yes, very true. But in terms of run of the day, um, I don't know. I was I was really stoked with um, with Matt Buckle. I think he could still be running in under-20s. Um, so he, he decided, both him and Ned decided to run in open because they wanted to be part of that, the... Um, I suppose the group dynamic that we've got going at the moment with our um, Div 2 team and um, and I suppose they probably want a few extra followers on Strava um, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff that comes along with it. So those boys, I think Matt would have been very, very competitive in under 18, um, sorry, under 20. But for him to kind of give that up and go, yeah, no, I'm going to do the the big boy race and finish 17th. Um, that's, and uh, and like, some of the names was around, sorry to interrupt, but like Frankie Conway has been around for years and a strong runner. Adam Spencer is a Victorian 1,500-meter champ, wasn't he? Yep. Like he was yep. just in front of him. You've got Nathan Pierce a bit behind him. Nick Earl, a 2.14 marathoner, five spots behind him. Um, ben scouts. Kelly, who runs, is broken 14.10. Um, mm. really a long way behind him actually kind of like half a minute in the end um, so yeah he took some big scalps on the day as well yeah so and then we also um, also had some really impressive junior results so we had um, Logan Tickle who won the under 16s race which um, that's pretty impressive to win that so he actually rolled a few Ballarat boys which was great because I think they were they were pretty confident um, and then we also had Anne Buckley she won the uh, the 50 plus women's 4k cross country so that's massive for Anne. she's she's been going on the bus since you and me both started back 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 in the day and she's oh, yeah. um she's there every single week and uh massive supporter of of the bats so um i reckon we might have to divvy out we've got a few extra socks i think we might divvy out um a pair of socks for Anne. i reckon because um a pair of features socks i think yeah, she's, um, she deserves a pair she's put in she's about deserved. 20 years of like av running yeah, she's a, she's a true team player. Then we also had uh, Chelsea Tickle in the 14 girls. She placed third. Uh, Tully Rowe in the under-18 girls placed fourth, so just off the podium. Taryn Folletti in the under-20 girls placing fifth. Um, and then we had a lot of boys in the under-16s uh, that finished top 20. So it's that's the thing. It's I think that's that shows the success of the bats at the moment. We're not just kind of getting it done at the top in the open, um, but there's also some really strong depth in there as well. So yeah, and that's important uh, to create culture. The other good thing is as well that that top six is um, 
it's almost like musical chairs, probably other than your other than your position at the top there. Like I went from third to second. Matt kind of would have went from fifth to third. Nathan went from second to fourth. Archie went from fourth to fifth. Um, Ned kind of was sixth and sixth. So it's kind of like your spot's just not safe at the moment, especially coming into real, or your spot is, but the other couple of us, it's just like, oh, is someone going to get shafted here for a relay spot if because um, there's still some names to come back or if Nigel gets a bit fitter and takes someone down? Yeah, and I think it's it's really healthy competition. Yeah. Like I think everyone's everyone's happy with each other's result, even if that means they were fifth or sixth in the team. They're stoked for how the team's going, and that's just, I don't know, you don't get that in running. Like how... I just remember standing there at the finishing line, looking around and seeing all these Bendigo singlets going, "Shit, we've done pretty well here. Mm. Like this is this is awesome kind of thing." Um, and you just you don't get that anywhere else. And like you you spoke about it, how you were driving down there and going, "Oh, I might just threshold this. We'll go through the motions." But you get on the line, and there was a fair bit of banter getting thrown around as well. A few people didn't like all the attention the bats are being getting and all the lip that we've been giving people probably. Um, so that kind of probably got everyone fired up a little bit, but it's um, nah, it's 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 bloody awesome. Like it's I don't know, it's just that whole team aspect. You can't anyone that hasn't experienced just will never understand it. Um, so it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. But it's who knows who will be in our top top team for um, St Anne's. We might need to do a bit of a a, a trial to get in <laughs> or something. I remember I remember you organising one of them years ago at at our South Benio invite. I reckon. Oh, did I? Jeez, yep. that's how good my memory is. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it popped up in one of those Facebook messages yeah. on this day. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you, Cody, Brian, Leon, and maybe Phil and Birchie and a few others. So oh, quite, yeah. quite funny. Still but, hadn't discovered uh, instant messenger at that stage by the sounds of things. No, nah, uh, just posted on people's walls, being a real nuisance. Nah, it was a good day. Um, let's quickly recap a bit of your training before we finish up. So you had a big week as well, like looking at this Strava 177. Um, last week we stuffed this up, so we're just sticking to the last week of training. Tell me about your Tuesday workout because we got in the car after our workout in Shepparton um, and checked Strava and we were talking about this workout coming home. Yeah, and because yeah. on Strava you hadn't labelled it when we first seen it, but it was 11.7K yeah. with an average of 302K pace. Yeah. So you've so gone through is... 10K and 30.20, which yeah. is most, quicker than most people's PBs. Yeah, this is um, a little session that we call Lake Laps. Um, so done down at the wonderful Lake Aruna. People probably get sick of me talking about this lake, but if you haven't been there, go down there. It's bloody heaven. Um, so the the Lake Lap is about, I think it's 1,470 metres, give or take. So it's pretty much 1,500 around. So um, I've been doing this session for a while, so it's 1,200 on, and then it's a 300-ish. It's just short of 300 float. Um, so normally I do... 4k or sorry four laps of this or five laps um i've never done more than five and this week it was eight um so yeah 11.7k of work i kind of didn't do the math and didn't realize it was so far which was probably a uh, a blessing in disguise um but yeah got down there um and i don't know what i was, I was just I, don't know, I was just in the mood i think because it was race week i was i was feeling pretty good and um, it was a perfect night, uh, like a little, a little cool, but no wind at all. Um, like what a lot of the weather's been like this week. So yeah. And I just got rolling and felt good. I'm not, 
I'm not normally very good at floats because I don't do much um, floating as such. I kind of more so do my reps a bit harder than have a standing recovery. Um, but yeah, I just kind of got rolling and felt good. So for most of them, I was pretty consistent and hit about, yeah, 258, uh, 256. This is for my ons, 255, 255, 256, 255 um, pace for those ons for that 1200. And I was kind of hitting, yeah, anywhere between kind of 319, uh, 330, 320 for the floats. Um, and I... <laughs> I said to the boys afterwards, I said, oh, I actually felt like the floats got in the way because I was just in a rhythm and I was just feeling, I don't know what it was, I was just feeling good that night and I just felt like I could have just kept running and I felt like I had, honestly, another three or four reps in me. Um, so just one of those nights where you just feel good and kind of get rolling. So I was a little bit surprised about that, um, actually, and considering I've been running pretty big mileage, um, but, yeah, there was just a... It, it it does look pretty good on Strava, um, but it was yeah just a, a good night where I felt good. So yeah, it's um That's what you looking want. forward to nights like that. Yeah, looking forward to getting the, a fair few more bats down the lake sometime, and we can really get rolling. And then like not much really recovery because then the next day you roll out for your well it's medium long run, but um it's pretty much a long run in everyone's eyes. Um, what was this? Twenty-seven. My Strava's just loading now. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven point three for an hour fifty-two. Right. Hour fifty-two yeah. at four oh sevens as well. Four oh sevens. Yeah. So, this is my least favorite run of the week um, by far, and it's just kind of after work, and you're kind of like, oh. But it's um, yeah. Scotty just likes me to go flat on these and just kind of tick along at a good tempo, um, and I quite like going by myself just because. You know what it's like when you're running a group, you kind of get chatting and it's you kind of go a bit slower, which sometimes is really good. Whereas with this, I like to, um, yeah, put put in a podcast or get some music. I think last week it was Hilltop Hoods that got me got me yeah, through. Yeah, was it this week? I, I can't remember, actually. I'm trying to think. Yes, you can. You're just embarrassed about what it is. This is nah, I've heard this before. No, nah, honestly, I actually... I don't think... No, it wasn't J. Cole. I think I listened to J. Cole's new album early, earlier in the week. Um I don't know. I honestly can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It must have been something good because yeah, kind of got got rolling pretty well there, and um, it's a it's a pretty big run off the back of a big session. But it's um, yeah, no, I like that run. It's a I've got a good loop down pat, and it's uh, yeah, it goes fast, and it's kind of good. Get back on the creek trail and run back home. So it's um, that's the first thing. I'm looking forward to after this marathon's done is dropping that midweek long run back a bit to maybe 20k rather than um yeah it's it's meant to be an hour 45 but sometimes I add a little bit onto a loop and I forget how much it's going to add in so it's um yeah it's it's a pretty long run midweek um what with with your marathon blocks what have you what do you get your midweek long runs out to no I stopped doing them I stopped doing them under oh, really? this because we do a um the Wednesday session be quite big. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. then the Sunday would be a marathon workout. So, like, you really just – you just don't have time to recover. Like, mm. you think about if you – yeah, look, similar to – like, your Tuesday workout's pretty big, but we'd do that workout on a Wednesday. And yeah. then it'd all be about recover to get to Saturday Sunday. or Sunday, like, Last depending – uh, yeah. usually Sunday, but sometimes if the weather was going to be better or something like that, you might do it Saturday if it worked with life better. Um but yeah, 
but you're, you're, but you're still doing more like time on feet kind of long runs than uh, yeah. which kind of have less stress than like there was a couple of days where I'd do you know 40k in two. 26-ish kind of thing, like kind of yeah, rolling wow. a 230 yeah. marathon if you stayed yeah. out there kind of thing. So you just yeah. need till Wednesday to get going. And mm. then it would be kind of like long, or sometimes like, you know, the K on, K off times 10 or like a Kenyan fart, like two minutes on, one minute jog for an hour. Like you'd be pretty cooked or sometimes you'd do like the, you know, 4 by 4 k or 5 by 3 k or stuff like that on that day as well. Yeah. So Yeah, it's... It's funny, this midweek long run, I feel awesome when I'm out there and then I finish and it's kind of like I stop and I have dinner and then I'm just like, oh, like it just yeah. feels like a train's just hit me. It's just like, oh man, I'm done. And then it's like straight to bed essentially. Then, yeah, you yeah, must be up. sleeping well. Oh, I, I'm i sleeping. We've we've got a little, we've got a dog and it, it's because it's cold at the moment and it has it's always slept with a blanket and i think it always kicks the blanket off and um i don't hear the dog crying at night when it's bloody sooking because i'm just just out like a light these days it's um yeah sleeping very very well which is the joys of high mileage i suppose yeah and then 15 300s on the thursday before the uh do you do grass as well yeah on the grass so i i wanted to do them on the track but there was a uh, a school carnival um, you know what it's like this time of the oh, year yeah. at, at the Aths track. There's, it's pretty much booked out every day. So, and because Thursday is one of my half days, um, so I was kind of like, oh, I finish work at twelve. I don't really want to sit around for four hours, um, and then kind of do the session when the track's free. So I just went down to Bysha. Um, actually, ran with Nath Ryan. I don't know if you know Nath, but he's running. Um, I think it's a thousand k's in the month um, to Ryan. raise. Yeah, he's... Um, Did he used to work at um, Holy Rosary, the school there? Oh, no, no, that could be a different guy. I think there's actually two Nathan Ryans in Bendigo, and I, yeah, yeah, but I know, Nathan, he's, yeah, he's raising money for MS, um, and he was, he did a marathon around Baisha um, on Thursday, so... <laughs> As you do. As you do. So I actually joined him for, for 4K of my cooldown. Um, so you might see my cooldown there is at a, a very leisurely 5 minute 30Ks because that's what he's kind of cruising around in. Um, and he's yeah, he's on pace and he got the um, he got the marathon in that day, which is just, I think it was, yeah, it was like a four-hour marathon or something. And I think he's um, he's up to his third third listening of the David Goggins audio book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gone through that. And he's just started the third time. So, so, um, so if he's doing a thousand Ks for the month, isn't that like only like a what thirty three dot three average? But is he like chucking through marathons in there so he can have easier days? Yeah, I think so. Let me um, let me just pull up and see what he's doing, just because it might be. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit more, but um, yeah, that's... yeah. So a thousand Ks. So he's up to six hundred and fifty one. But he was telling me. I think this was on Thursday when I ran with him, and then he um, he said on Wednesday he just he was just bonked like he was just super tired and he only got like twenty k. So mm. he because he just he's not a runner. Ks. Yeah, like he he runs a little bit, not much at all though. So for him doing a thousand k's in a month, like that's a lot. Uh, that's a, a lot of running. It's like obviously two fifty a week. Um, and I'm not even getting anywhere near that. And I feel like all I'm doing at the moment is running. So it's, um, yeah, if, if you want to have a look, just look him up on Facebook. Um, and he's got all the links there if you want to get around a bloke that's 
just hammer himself day in, day out. Um, he was actually looking to do it all around the lake. And he's, um, I think he got about a week oh. in and he's just was banged up. Too much concrete all, too, yeah. All asphalt, yeah. So now he's um, he's getting down to Bysher a fair bit because he's got that. There's about a K, a K loop there that's all lovely um, grass. So, he's yeah, he's ticking along. But if you are interested, check out Nath Ryan on Facebook and you can find the... Um, the links to um, support that good cause. So, mm. yeah, I was I was there just for some three hundreds. Um, actually, did the first. I think it was first six in the vapor flies and just oh, vapor flies on grass. I oh, I just hate it. Like it's just especially when the grass is a bit wet, you just don't get anything from them. Um, I, I remember you saying Archie wears them up on the grass track up in a chuka, and I was yeah, I felt slow and then put spikes on because I got some new spikes. I just like the actual spikes, um, just wanted to see what they were like, and yeah, just felt a lot better around the corners. So that was a bit of a, oh, a bit of a half session really. Um, probably motivation wasn't super high for it. Nothing super impressive, but it was just about kind of getting a bit of work in. Um, you just tick those ones off. Yeah. Pre-race. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I knew the race was coming on Saturday, so I didn't really, really want to do too much. Um, just wanted to get a bit of speed in the legs and yeah, tick the as you said, tick the session off. So yeah, and then race on Saturday, um, and then a, f- a fairly big day today actually. Yeah, well, what was it today? Thirty-eight k in the morning and then eight k yeah. in the afternoon. Yep, yep. And, and was, the title wasn't of your, my Arvo run? Yeah, first time you've done a Sunday Arvo double. Broke yeah, broke the uh, the cherry. Yep, broke the cherry. So, um, yeah, it was a big day. The plan was to do two and a half this morning, and Scotty kind of said, oh, if you're feeling all right, you can go to 37 and 38. And I'm the type of person that if you give me the option of 37, 38, I'll always go 38. Um, so, yeah, we had a really good group out this morning, actually. There probably would have been, oh, yeah, wasn't that probably like 25. Yeah. 25, yeah. And then even, you know what it's like with that run, you often um, – it thins out towards the end, and by the time you get up to the top of One Tree Hill, there's often only two or three around. Whereas I think there was still probably ten in the group at that stage. Um, so it was it was really good actually. Um, had a good chat with Crammers, and even uh, Richard was there this morning, which is the first time I've seen him in years actually. Richard Gleisner. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he rolled right. out at the start. So. What is he back living yeah. in Bendigo? I have no idea. He must just be here visiting because that's the first time I've. Seen him. Last time I heard him, he was still in Warnable. Yeah, yeah. last time I was talking to him, he was still in Warnable. Jesus, mm, that's a yeah. real class getting around the Sunday long run then. Yeah. Kramis yeah. is going all right too. He's fit. He's getting fit. He was with us till we got to heartbreak, and there was it was a pretty select group up the front there, and he kind of got put in a bit of a tough situation because he kind of dropped off us, but then the rest of the pack were a fair way behind, so I think he ran a fair bit solo, but... um. No, nah, he's he, he keeps fronting up and he's getting fitter and fitter every week actually. So he's um he's doing good thing, Crammers. Hopefully get him in a bat singlet sometime soon. Yeah, he's one of the guys that are like fit, they got three kids and probably don't might only do one or two races and it's kinda of not worth yeah. forking out three hundred and fifty bucks or something for your rego yeah. and then like the entry. Like he's gonna yeah. run um Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne Marathon. Yeah. I think he is. I sent him some sessions the other day. This is my uh, best mate we're talking about here, listeners, just <laughs> off the side, but who lives in Bendigo, my best man at my wedding, who's uh, super naturally fit, breaks 17 minutes of 5K without doing much training, and uh, yeah. ran 245 off about 10 weeks training. 
So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he how he goes because three kids now under three kids under four, I think. So busy man and working full time and all those kind of things. But yeah, that's a good day from you today. What's that? Forty forty four k. Yeah, forty four k. So that's um, easily my biggest biggest day ever. Um, and yeah, it was. I I didn't mind the Sunday run. It was. It was okay, like the Arvo, um, but it's, I don't know, it's just kind of hanging there all day, yeah. just in the back of your mind, oh, yeah, I've got to run again today, and it's, I like kind of getting my long run done early in the morning kind of thing, and then being have, having the rest of the day just to kind of chill out and not not think about running, um, whereas that was definitely in the back of my mind, like, oh, yeah, I've got to, got to run a little bit extra, and it was purely just because I, just the Ks, just how, how shocking was it to warm up and cool down? At Lardner Park. Oh, like, there was, was just no nowhere. Way. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was planning on banking a few extra Ks in the cool down, but it was just, I was just, and by the end, I was like, That's, I've had enough. It's just, just running around in circles nearly. But um, no, it was, it was a good week. I'm really happy with that. Like, one, 177, um, pretty strong, uh, kind of long run, like, kind of running 413s isn't easy on that, on that course. Um, and a really good session and a, a a quality good race so it's um yeah it's no it's a good good step forward and hopefully next week's a little bit easier hopefully yeah do you know if you've got a down week coming up um nah so well i'm doing launceston so i'd imagine i'm pretty sure from memory it's um i've actually got my week here i'll, I'll um launceston 10k nah launceston half oh so interesting yeah didn't you know i was doing the half you and tommy decano someone yeah, else so good's doing it too yeah, Benny Saint and also Liam. Oh yeah, Liam. Adams, what I've been, heard. yeah, what I've been told. So uh, yeah, I've been been chatting a bit with Tommy, and we've been um, throwing some big numbers around, which is always good fun. Um, and I, he was telling me we've got a um, a star pacer, so um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, apparently, DJ is going to pace, which will be um, she's not fit, interesting, though, is he? Isn't he just getting back into training now? I, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? He's he's a person that can get, get fit, fit very quick, quick, and especially Strava fit. <laughs> Deej and Gemma Celeste we're talking about here, world half marathon Australian representative. PB so, of 62.30, I reckon. He I ran reckon a he 3K ran... last week, didn't he, in like 8.40, so maybe he's getting fit pretty quick. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, so that's going to be a good race. I, I was surprised because I wasn't sure if anyone was going to do it. Because when you're yeah. that close to the Gold Coast, it's like, oh, is it too close? Is it enough time to recover? Like, yeah, yeah I, I, it's right on that I, line, I think. I think it is. But you look at these shoes these days and they just, they're just they literally a game changer because you don't pull up anywhere near as bad as what you used to in the old non-super shoes. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think you can just recover. up, though. Like, you're still going to have to have a good, like, you won't do a session on the Wednesday, will you? Like um, you definitely nah. won't do one on the Tuesday, but you might get your session. If yeah, you could hit a session on a Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, I reckon. Um, so I reckon we, in terms of down weeks, I don't think I'll get one until the week before um, Launceston. So that's two weeks away, is it? Yeah. Three. Yeah. Uh, two. Three weeks. Three away. weeks to the race. Two weeks to the down week. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. This week, um, Tuesday, I'm doing three sets of eight hundred. One minute recovery, eight hundred jog lap mile. So that's um that's a lot of laps around the track, which should be good fun. 
um, Friday's three by two and a half K with two minutes recovery with um, the quotation of get after it. So that'll be, um, that'll be interesting. And then Sunday, this is what I'm looking forward to because um, it includes the wedge. So it's an hour, hour 52 hours, solid long, long run through the hills and then straight into two laps of the wedge at 310. How far is the wedge? 4K? 3K? The wedge, no, nah, the wedge is 3K, 2.8. So you're doing, sorry, two hours, or was it two hours or two hours, 30? Nah, yeah, two hours. Two hours, two hours into 6K of 310s. 310s. You would murder yeah. that. That'd be easy. Yeah, I'm not used, this is this is very different for me, um, and doing that, like I've done a few little things at kind of 330, 340 um, at the back of a long run, but I haven't done anything this quick so it's we stop looking... and change shoes and stuff or you just roll straight in you reckon well yeah i'm not sure um the message has straight into but um i don't know it's i don't i don't get too caught up on things that are a week away like i like to kind of go all right tuesday yep that's done kind of friday yep that's done yeah. and then i'll worry about worry about, about sunday yeah. yeah yeah exactly so that's it's just kind of there um, and then I'll I'll probably chat to Scotty during the week and just see what he what he wants. Um, but I'd I, I'd imagine I'd probably change shoes. Um, I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's um, pretty hard to hit so, that pace in heavies. It's just good. Yeah. It like refreshes you mentally as well. Like makes it kind of definitive. You're like, okay, I've changed from the long run to the session part of the work. Mm, mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, last question for you because this has actually turned into a long show. Um, do you pay much attention to the people on their kind of like Strava and social media to the people you'll be racing against at the Gold Coast? Like, yeah. we haven't seen an elite field yet, but everyone kind of knows that, um, you know, Tom DeCano, Benny Saint, Lewis yeah. McAfee, who banged out 30K at 310 pace today in a 30K race up there on the Gold Coast. Like, yeah, do you right. look at that? No, obviously you haven't seen that one yet. No, I haven't. No, in a I pair of ons as well. Really? Yeah, I think his mob is sponsored by On Up there now. So uh, okay. I thought that was the most impressive thing that he banged it out in a pair of yeah. On shoes. But <laughs> obviously, you don't. Yeah, do you don't kind of yeah? Do you pay attention to that stuff that pops up in Strava and you kind of compare what you're doing and what they're doing? Um, I I wouldn't say I pay attention, but I don't actively um, not look at it. Like I I saw Tom DeCano and Benny Saint, but more so Tom. He did a like a ripping session yesterday um around centennial park and i was like oh shit he must be fit kind of thing and i that's kind of all i read into it i don't really go into oh yeah he did a 30k session oh my session was only 20k so i I don't read into it that much but i probably use it as i look at it notice it and i'll probably take a bit of motivation i'd say um from it and being like oh yeah that's the that's where i want to be kind of thing um but i don't really judge it and compare too closely um but like i saw like riley cox like he's doing um gold coast as well and he's been banging out some bloody ripping sessions over in adelaide so like i notice it but i don't actively like i'm not hanging out for sunday to see exactly what all these guys are doing kind of thing Shit, these guys i've just seen these sydney fellas because i must have yeah. missed this being in the car for eight hours yesterday they did 20 yeah. well nearly 27k at 306 pace yeah, and have a look. That's have a like look. sixty. That's like sixty-five thirty through half marathon split. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it's it's impressive. Um, so yeah, that's why I think that's why Tommy was talking big numbers um, about about Gold Coast and and Launceston. I think he's I think he's pretty fit at the moment. So it's um, 
yeah, it's going to be going to be good fun actually. So we'll yeah, see what it's going to be good. It's going to be good because we're going to yeah. see like an Australian win it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's um, hopefully it's they good. release a field soon. Yeah, you'd think. I think it's all locked up. And like you look, have you seen they actually because it's the Australian uh, Marathon Championship as well. So each state can put yeah. up six runners. I know um, New South Wales picked their team last week. Yeah, so Victoria have picked theirs. They just haven't announced it just yet. So I got an email, I think on Friday, uh, from Whippy about that. So it's, um, yeah, but New South Wales are going to be pretty hard to beat, I think. They've got a pretty stacked team. So It's only first four count, though, isn't it? Well, I don't know the, the logistics it behind it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably something like team. that. Zach was going to put his name down for it. Do you have to wear the Victorian uniform? Yeah, no, you, do? you don't. Oh, that's good. No, you don't. So that'd be what, uncomfortable for a marathon. Yeah, that was my first question when um because Sean actually contacted me and said, "Oh, do you want me to? Do you want to nominate?" And I said, "Oh, what a what am I required to do?" Kind of thing, and especially like I want to uh, like features their like one of my sponsors and that kind of stuff, and I'd rather wear their singlet because I'm used to their singlet, and it's um I'd rather give them the. Um, publicity or Ernie Old rather than kind of AV because it's kind of like, well, what AV do for me kind of thing. And I think part of the team, you get free entry, which I've kind of already got, and then you get a elite start, which I've already got, and you get to put your, your drinks on a special table, which I've already got, and it's kind of like, well, what's the advantage here? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. We'll wait and see, but I think we'll get rolled by New South Wales there anyway. Right, yeah, pretty strong team for the New South Welshman. Anyway, mm. mate, let's uh, wrap it up there. Good weeks training, stay injury-free this time in five weeks. Hey, we uh, keep your afternoon free because we've got a live show for the Inside Running Podcast. Tickets just went on sale today oh, to nice. our Patreon supporters, and then it goes general public. But, um, yeah, we, we'll be looking for people who might have good races to possibly interview at our live show. <laughs> So don't, yeah, cool. Don't I'll, book in I'll, beers too early yet. Okay, I've already booked in a few, but I'll be able to. Um, I'm sure I'll be Actually, able to. Actually, don't even there. worry about the after party yet. Just worry about trying to win the race. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's going to be good fun. There's so many people from Bendigo going up. Oh, um, it's the best and, weekend ever, Gold Coast. And I've got I've got so many people um, that I coach that are going up, and it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. But that's last thing I want to chat about is um, there was so much bat support on the course. Um, oh, yesterday yeah. I couldn't believe it and then I'd I'd people I coach that live up in Gold Coast or like Queensland New South Wales and they're like oh good luck to the bats today hopefully you guys dominate and it's just so a big thank you to all our supporters out there it's um it's it's quite entertaining I must admit <laughs> hey, it's funny because it's kind of like a joke as well but then but then people support us as a joke, but then it all kind of gets wrapped up together. Like, it's, it's really, really cool. And then, like, I love, like, in my Strava comments, I'll just have, like, 30 comments on a run and, like, 25 of them are just, like, bat emojis. Bat emojis, yeah. Or, or, like, people just fuming that we're not in Div 1 at the moment. It's just, like, yeah. yes, people are invested in this. This is pretty cool. Um, so, so that, yeah, I love being a part of it. It's just, like, rejuvenated, like, my whole winter. It has, and it's, I don't know, it's, um, there's so much excitement going around at the moment in Bendigo, so it's it's pretty cool. And, and hopefully, um, if people want to watch Athletics Victoria, as much as we um, say that we should be in Div 1, they do a lot of good things, and they actually release a, a highlights package on their Facebook page. Oh, yeah, page. they put so that out are, yet? Uh, they've put out the, the, the short one, 
um, which you don't really see much. But keep an eye on their on their socials, and um, if you want to see a few people jumping over a fence pretty poorly, um, you also yeah. get interviewed, don't you? Yeah, yep. So there was plenty of. Um, do they ask about beat. the team, or is it just? Um, do they just nah. talk about you individually? No, nah, the team. The team was talked about, and now remember they shunned of... us in round one. They did. So hopefully they did, we get a mention but... this time. There was even Tim even spoke about how well Bendigo is doing compared to their counterparts across um, in Ballarat. So it's not just us that, that are noticing it. So the extended um, highlight video has been uploaded. It goes, oh. right, yeah, it's they've just uploaded it like less than an hour ago. So we need to get off this call so we can watch it. We need to. We'll, we'll put that on the. Uh, I'll put in the show Instagram notes as, as well. Yeah, I'll put in the show notes this podcast to listeners. If, if you're still listening to us, sixty minutes in, talking bullshit <laughs> about this stuff. Thank you very much. We're signing off. We'll uh, we'll do a quick show in a couple of weeks' time before round three because um, the team selection will be uh, – yeah, it could be interesting going into that one if Andy doesn't run and how we're going to fill yeah. that spot or what we're going to do there. All right, mate. Train well. Stay healthy. Talk to you next Thanks, time. Thanks, mate. See ya. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 